If you like off-model animation sequences, hentai tentacles, corporate death squads, and lots and lots of body fluid, have we got an OVA for you. Today on Aging Otakus, we cover Giver Out of Control. Hey everyone, welcome to Aging Otakus, the podcast where we review uh, retro anime from uh, throughout the decades. Uh, I'm Jorge and I'm here with uh, my, my partner Eric. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Uh, how's your week going so far? Uh, you know, it's 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 all right. Adjusting to uh, start starting to go back into the office once a week uh, with the with the idea that we're going to go back full time soonish. So, do you hate that? Yeah, yeah I. I I just I don't I don't want to give up my like bougie ass lunches that I can just walk ten feet and make with three dollars of ingredients like that's dude I don't think I've I, I haven't gone grocery shopping in maybe a month and a half because I've just been subsisting off of you know DoorDash and things like that so I kind of I I miss not being able to go and Oof. make food for myself it's just, I don't know I think it's just the COVID kind of happened, and then I was recovering from COVID, and I kind of just never was like, I'm not going out in public. It's just you got for a while. You got used to that sweet delivery life. It's it, yeah, it's burning a hole in my pocket. It fucking sucks. You you should uh, you know what'll help that is you get an air fryer because like number one you can cook stuff. Number two, it'll give you like a personality to base your whole personality around. Hey, my guy, I already got an air fryer, and I already do that shit. <laughs> I'm telling everybody oh, else to yeah. buy an air fryer. <laughs> but what what have you what have you been getting into this week? Um, so I uh, I, I recently rediscovered, rebumped into one of my favorite uh, YouTube musician mashup uh, uh, artists, uh, Dankmus. Um, mm-hmm. It's D A N K M U S, and I know I know you love this guy too. Um, he is a um, he is a creator of like chill Simpsons quote based music um I, I i don't know any better way to describe it yeah, it's and like vaporwave like vaporwave yeah but using only uh like audio snippets from the simpsons and mixed yeah yeah and and the the aesthetic is definitely vaporwave it has that like old vhs like like amplified like vhs look mm-hmm. on the on all the the clips he uses but um yeah it's actually like really really good music so um Highly recommend it. Kind of, it kind of actually. If um, if anyone out there is into the whole like Tim Heidecker, Eric Wareheim verse, um, it's kind of like Vic Berger and Doug G. Pounds like drop concerts where they just like sample stuff at each other, but mm-hmm. calming instead of like a little more erratic. And then yeah, Simpsons based. So you know, yeah. Very, if you're uh, if you're old like us and you still like the <laughs> Simpsons when they're in their heyday, which was what ninety. 90- one to 98 probably give or take yeah yeah i'd say i'd say there's like there's still straggler episodes on either end of that mm-hmm. that are that are good enough but I, I would say consistency wise that's a that's a solid guideline yeah i i mean i always feel like uh the once you get to like season six or seven it starts to do that. It's like the decline starts to happen mm-hmm. and you just, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, Phil Hartman's not in every other episode. Cause you know, RIP, RIP, one of the greats. And then, yeah, I think, I think a lot of the, uh, 
the core writing staff had left at that point, like Conan left and the other, uh, you know, Brooks went off to do Futurama. So, you know, it's sort of like a, a shell of itself. Yeah, it it um it becomes what I what I've seen a few people on the internet call like zombie Simpsons, where it's zombie Simpsons, it's just, yeah, it's just going and um yeah no 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 bueno, but Dankmus, very bueno. Dankmus is very bueno. I will give you that for sure. Um, what I've been getting into this week is also a YouTube. I mean, surprise, surprise. I think I bring a YouTube thing every every week. <laughs> it's um, infected me now. All I talk I, about I is mean, YouTube. I'm sorry, I've spread that to you. Um, now, Jorge, I know that you are way more into wrestling than I am. Um, I've kind of fallen off the bit since the Attitude Era kind of left. Um, this is an NXT wrestler who has his own YouTube channel named Eric Bugenhagen. Um, now, did you you look any more into him after I told you about him? I saw I saw a couple of those clips on his on his page when you told me about him, and I I, I need to I need to follow this guy. Yeah, the, the the man is an absolute like he's insane. Um, he was a, a former Division One collegiate wrestler, um, and then I think he just sort of, you know, started trying to be like a jobber and sort of like, you know, just kind of grind it out on the, the smaller circuits. And so I guess he's he's found a career with NXT and maybe trying to leverage that into the WWE eventually. Um, but this YouTube video or this YouTube channel that he has is essentially like a, a fitness channel. Um, and he, he will essentially tell you like the strangest ways to work out. Uh, his energy is mad chaotic. It's like chaotic good. Um, and it's just him tormenting his poor wife who for, he, he forces <laughs> to record him and his t- like toddler daughter just like screaming at him as he's yelling and flexing so hard that he's trying to pass out. And he'll do things like, you know, hang upside down from a squat bar and play guitar because he's like way into metal, so he just he kind of is a madman who I'm just like totally captivated by, and like I don't know, it's just it's sort of heartwarming, but also like I'm surprised this man hasn't decapitated himself or become paralyzed from the waist down yet. I'm sure it's coming, but you know, until well, then, I'll I'll enjoy the videos. Well, the the video the video at the top of his channel when you when you sent me his uh, his info like. He he was using like a trap bar, like a hex bar, like some you know mm-hmm. something to beat up a, a a you know a dummy or whatever to uh-huh. to the tune of Guile's music from Street Fighter Two. Like, yeah, I, I, any 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 like any combination of like two of those things alone would have been enough. But no, it's uh-huh. it's like he's like a Mad Libs of concepts with this guy. <laughs> Yeah, no, no he'll, and that's like uh, that video is like essentially like how to how to train to fight, you know, like, and it's just you know using weight weights to just attack another human being and reinforce those muscles. It's very strange. All right, so for today's uh, episode that we'll be reviewing, it's um, the Giver Out of Control from 1986. Now, this isn't the um, the OVA from 1989, nor is it the more recent anime series from like 2005-ish. Um, this is actually the first animated Giver product uh, shortly after the the manga um, came out. Um, and now a little bit of background on that. Uh, the manga was uh, written and illustrated by Yoshiki Takaya. Um, he interesting like background and I mean you could see you could see a little bit not too much but you could see a little bit of this in in Giver um I saw there, a little bit of it, there yeah. was a there was there was a part there was a part 
Um, but he was a, a hentai uh, manga artist uh, going under the pen name Morio Chimi. Um, he had previously, like, other than, you know, the smut, he um, <laughs> had previously done uh, Hades Project Zeorimer um, under it's that name. hentai and it's art. <laughs> All right, Stanley. Um, but, um, yeah, he done this, he done this Hades Project Zeorimer, uh, manga, which got turned into an OVA also. So, you know, a little, a little bit of success in that decade for, for the guy. Um, I'd heard of Zeorimer before from Super Robot Wars, the game series, really cool looking series, never seen it, always been interested. So to, to make this connection between Guyver and, and that was kind of neat. So I, I think I kind of want to check that out even more now. Um, now, Giver is about a uh, this like symbiotic, biomechanical like suit life form thing that enhances the abilities of its host. Like, I mean, think Venom from Spider-Man, I, yeah, exactly. like some, something along those lines, or like a really sticky Iron Man armor. Um, <laughs> very gooey. Very a lot, a lot of goo, um, and it's been adapted a lot. Um, so we we you know. I just uh, mentioned that OV this you know this OVA the twelve episode OVA from eighty nine to ninety two which is probably a lot more well known um, over here um, and that twenty six episode series from o five to o six but it also got adapted into a live action movie in uh, in nineteen ninety one which I I remember seeing it on like not even cable like. Mm-hmm. It was on like Channel 11's like Saturday afternoon movie thing out, you know, out east in in Jersey. Like it was, it, I think it was direct to video from what I could find, at least in the U.S. The Hamill one, yeah, I think. It yeah, was, I, if it, it probably had a very limited release, if that. If if anything, yeah, and it's, it, I mean, it was an interesting, uh, it was an interesting adaptation. We'll get we'll get to that. We might get to that a little later. You know, we might touch on that. Um, but yeah, it did uh, like like Eric said, it did have uh, Mark Hamill of uh, <laughs> Luke frickin skywalker fame in it um and so I, I don't know i don't know if you caught if you caught this eric but um the vhs cover had a um the art of it has like one half on one side it's the like guyver armor mm-hmm. and on the other half it's mark hamill's face so you're supposed to think like oh it's he's the hero he's the he's guy and he has top billing of course but no he's he's not he's yeah he's a like, side he, character he's like a cop or something trying to hunt down Right. I, I, yeah. I, I haven't. Yeah. Seen he's that like a forever. He's like a CIA like detective kind of. You know, like he's, he's investigating the, mm-hmm. the the shady company, and I mean, there's there's overlap between this plot and the 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 one we're about to talk about. So I mean, I don't want to get super super into it, but um, yeah. So it got that, and then it got um, that live action movie got a sequel in 1994 called Guyver Two Dark Hero. And in some countries, it was called Predator Three, which Wait, I thought what? was some creative, uh, creative marketing <laughs> right there. Yeah, that's insane that you could just make a movie and be like, "Oh yeah, this is Star Wars Episode Nine. You know, oh, it's another man. country, and it's just some random thing that you fucking came out with. Not gonna lie, I would, I would do that shit though if I was a movie distributor, if you were a I hack would, distributor, like a Roger I would, Foreman. I would lie, cheat, and steal. I would just we'd be on like Star Wars forty, but it would be like I don't know when Harry met Sally or something. By I mean, then. there was something like that where I was trying to I was trying to get a streamable copy of a uh, In the Mood for Love, and there was a copy on Amazon, and everyone's like, "Do not buy this. 
this is some crappy like Bollywood that they're they're trying to capitalize on this movie that everyone wants to watch. And it's like, yeah. So yeah, that does definitely happen. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's uh, that's showbiz baby. Like that's, (laughs) um, (laughs) that's the biz. But what one uh, what thing I thought was interesting about that that adaptation is uh, David Hayter is they they recast the um, the main hero Sean, I think Sean Barker is what they they rename uh, the guy and David Hayter uh, you know famed writer of the X Men series and Solid Snake himself is the uh, the protagonist in Wait, this. David Hayter is acting in this as yeah. the dark hero. Yeah. yeah. The, really, I did not catch ma- that. The man is like a quintuple threat. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, the man can write a script and the man could do a gravelly voice. <laughs> I don't know if being in the Giver Two Dark Hero is a a threat. You know, I feel threatened certainly. I mean, yeah, you should. <laughs> My free time feels threatened by that. Mm-hmm. By that movie after watching after watching the the, the first one. I'll have to um, I'll have to track. The, I'll have to watch it again. Yeah, that's. I didn't know that that was fucking Snake. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they recast. It was uh, it was someone I, I didn't note his name in the in the original, mm-hmm. but um, the the second live action movie is David. Interesting. David freaking hater. So we lost uh, we lost Luke Skywalker, but we gained a, a solid snake. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Do you, I mean? Do you think Hamill was hurting for stuff in the nineties? I mean, he had to be, right? Uh, I that was. I mean, he's not doing like you know he was he's doing, not doing all Harrison right. Ford movies like Harrison right. Ford's doing. Tom Clancy flicks in the nineties and he was doing all right from what I could gather in that. Cause I, I was curious. Mm-hmm. I think he took stuff that sounded fun because yeah. this was right before he started, um, Batman, you know, Taz. like bat. Yeah. Batman. And he'd already been doing a little bit of like voice acting Broadway. Like I, th- I think I do think he probably just chose it cause it sounded cheesy and fun. Star of stage and screen, Mark Hamill. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's just, I mean, I, I often think about the, the dynamic or the, the different uh, paths that Harrison Ford and, and Hamill both took. And I don't know if it's any specific reason that maybe Hamill made it because he was maybe like too, he was already cast too much as the star of those movies. And then he kind of just got ca- typecast as like, that's Luke Skywalker. And then it was in conjunction with Harrison Ford, who was also doing Indiana Jones. So he, he wasn't only just Han Solo. He was, you know, right after that, he was like, I'm Indiana Jones. So he right. wasn't really in that kind of box of being just Han Solo. So I don't know. I and think I'm, about that a lot because I figure Hamill's like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, and on top of uh, on top of like a lot of other random movies he was in, in throughout the 80s and early 90s. Blade too, Runner, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's interesting. Although I, I do, I, I mean, this might be like one of those urban legend things. I mm-hmm. do, I do think uh, Hamill actually wanted to be an actor like he actually took a lot of roles you know like minor roles and uh-huh. like stage roles and stuff like throughout yeah. and i believe um harrison ford's always just kind of like all right i'll do it like <laughs> that's always kind of in his because he's attitude. a cantankerous old bastard yeah yeah and i, I think he was like higher he, he used to do something else he, he, he was, was like, a carpenter a, he, okay yeah a carpenter yeah um and and kind of like got an acting i don't i don't know as much you know in, in between you know what happened in between there mm-hmm. so but it's it is yeah no that's a that's an interesting be interesting thing to plot you know both ways yeah i mean I, I i have no idea if any of that matters in reality but it's just it's something i think about all the time but you know 
weird little tangent I felt like going on. <laughs> now, have you have you seen any um, any Giver stuff at all before, Eric? So yes, I I feel like I've I definitely have watched the Giver films, either one or two. I I feel like it's I feel like it's one because I remember Mark Hamill, but I. I I couldn't tell you anything about it because it was one of those things where it was probably like on sci-fi on like a Thursday afternoon, you know, 20 years ago. And I was like, what's this weird like tokusatsu looking guy? Right. And, you know, I I, I remember being like, okay, this is kind of cool, but also just like, you know, I think it was. I think when I was watching it, I felt like I was like, oh, this is like Power Rangers, but like adults, like adult Power Rangers. Because it kind of has that look. It's very like. 100%. Weird LA lighting, like not, not LA lighting, but like you know, filmed out in the middle of California's desert, and just being like, "All right, we're gonna film." But I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. And then I, I did definitely watch the Giver animated series, like probably that that eighty nine, like you know, sequential episodic series. But you know, again, it's it's been so long, and it wasn't ever anything that I kind of like wanted in my wheelhouse to kind of like seek out and go revisit so you know i think kind of coming back to this it was like the first time it was almost like a first time to watch guyver um what about you um so kind of kind of similar path um definitely caught it you know like just in some random syndicated mm-hmm. block like randomly um a couple of times i do i do remember like internalizing that movie uh, mm-hmm. for the same reason. It felt like grown up, like it felt like filthy power Rangers, yeah. um, like grimy grown up, violent power Rangers with mm-hmm. the look. I mean, the dude kind of does look like a little bit like Ultraman. If you, if you take all the color out. Yeah. 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 Like it's just a vague, vague little look. Um, but um, so I, I, I always thought that was cool. And I know it stayed with me to the point where like, even when I many, many, many years later, when I moved to, Vegas and like made my new friend group here and we talk mm-hmm. about like anime and stuff like that like Guyver definitely came up the that yeah. live action movie uh and and the OVA now I hadn't I haven't watched the OVA at all I've I've seen bits of it mm-hmm. um I've 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 seen bits of it at one of the one of the bars slash clubs here Oddfellows here in oh. town Oddfellows is closed do. thank god like closed closed oh, oh wait no yeah Oddfellows is closed closed I think Oh, and they play like anime clips in the back while <laughs> blasting like new wave. Yeah. Okay. So um, we're going we're gonna to go into a weird, uh, uh, pre- hyper local. Yeah. Super local Vegas only, uh, segment of the show. <laughs> I remember I was at Oddfellows one night where they just had like, I don't know who the DJ was. It was just, it was one of those things. It was like you were saying, they, they'll play anime clips on that giant back room where they're dancing and stuff. But the DJ just played like the worst music where literally it was like Friday night, it's 12 a.m. Everyone's already, you know, sauced up. So not hard to get people to dance. But at Oddfellows, like it was just literally like everyone was just standing there. And I was like, one, I hate crowds already. (laughs) And two, I hate Oddfellows because I bad people go to Oddfellows sometimes. And I just... (laughs) I don't know, man. That that whole place rubs me the wrong way, and I'm glad it's closed because fuck them. So I I I I um I I too have bad you know some bad associations with that with that spot. So I I don't I don't fault you. Um, I'm a Huntridge Tavern there, guy. Not oh me. my man, yeah. My man. Huntridge Tavern, uh, the Griffin. Shout outs to all my bartender buddies at the Griffin. 
there must there must be some DJ that rotates like anime in their set uh, though because I, I have I have seen it at the Griffin too. I've mm-hmm. seen like Gundam Build Fighters in oh god at <laughs> the, the Griffin Gundam Build of Fighters all, for here of all things like <laughs> like put put the good shit up there like you know have have some fucking Zeta but um yeah no uh, like the, the anime anime clips when dancing totally, totally it's a vibe. Thing. It's a vibe. It's yeah. It's a it's a big it's a big mood. Um, and Guyver has been a part of that mood for for, for me at one, at one point. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, I've never I've never seen any of the other Guyver media like in complete. Mm-hmm. Um, I've. It's been one of those like yeah that'll be really cool to watch because I like superheroes and I like you know that I, I like I like the all the genres that Guyver seems to be, but it's just never been a. Yeah, it's it definitely got like it's got a, it's definitely like Sentai slash horror slash martial arts. Like it tries to check a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I think you know when when we were kids, like obviously like Guyver was like you said one of the ones that everyone kind of talked about. But yeah, I just could never get into it, and I was just like I, I think usually like all the com- like when I go to like Silver Cactus Comics or something, uh, more or less Vegas references that we're gonna drop in here for you, but. Whenever I go to like Silver Cactus, like you know, and you talk about anime, they talk about Guyver and things like that. So, yeah, I think it was just maybe like the distribution was they were pushing Guyver heavy on the U.S. Right, so. right. It was it was definitely advertised a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, I mean, you know, it got a live action movie and it got the the OVA released like mm-hmm. in that decade. Like, how many other things had that much? I mean, how many? How much, how much anime got adapted into a live action movie in the 90s? Yeah, I mean, Dragon Ball Z. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, that's yeah. Not a lot of live action adaptations for the U.S. at least for for anime. Yeah. There must have been a lot of money behind that. That would be that would be uh, my guess. Yeah, I'd be to make it a thing to Yeah, for sure. So starting us out for Guyver out of control, we we open on a the world's largest truck holding the world's largest man in it. And, you know, it's sort of like this rainy night in the middle of the forest. And you see this man kind of looks like a, a stereotypical kind of like Yakuza thug in an anime, but he also looks like he weighs like 900 pounds <laughs> and he's just gigantic. Um, he looks like every fist of the North star henchman, but like, in one as one human being no you're right he definitely looks like a fist of the north star character where it's like that always was i'll I'll take umbrage with fist of the north star because it's like you're in a wasteland where their you know resources are not you know easily obtained but you've got all these fucking just guys who probably eat like nine thousand calories a day (laughs) they're all 10 feet tall i guess maybe they're mutated from (laughs) nuclear energy i don't know (laughs) they all they all watch uh the, the only media that survived from the current age is the the um, the wrestler that you uh, that you watched on YouTube. Yeah, everyone looks like Eric Bugenhagen. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's true. Kind of is. He's a fucking he's a big slab of beef. That. <laughs> yeah. So this giant trucker picks up a, a hitchhiker in the rain, and you know he he's kind of holding this sort of bag close to him, and you know you know the trucker's kind of up to no good, and he he asks him like, hey, what's in the bag? Is it like drugs or is it? You know, what's going on and her money. And he's like, oh, no, these are just spare parts. And in true uh, insane anime fashion, this person just punches this old man in his car, robs him of this bag, and 
proceeds to just drive off with this guy's shit. Um, smash cut to his windshield just being attacked from outside. Of I, I, so it's supposed to be that that guy that he got kicked out of his car. He he transforms into a zoonoid, and that's we get our title card there. Now, this animation style is already kind of iffy for me. <laughs> like even in this first part, I'm just like, I and I did you watch this on YouTube? Uh yes, yes. I was like, oh, this anime looks rough. Like I don't know how what the budget was for for this OVA, but uh, not 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 the business so far. There, so. You could you could tell they they were budgeting for certain scenes over mm-hmm. others. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I I struggled to make sense of that. I mean, I my my I have watched fiction before. Brain knew what mm-hmm. it was, but like visually, I like, kind of struggled to make sense of that scene just because of you know like yeah, character placement is off. You it's know, off. Not... He's he's been driving for a minute. He has time to look at the bag and see that it's just a bunch of weird spare parts. Yeah, to the best of his knowledge. Um, but um. And the visually, the you know, it's not like he became a more zombier version of himself. Like it was a totally different character model. He, he looks out. like fucking Summon Skull from uh, from Yu Gi Oh. I mean, we'll get into that in a second, but yeah, yeah, kind of iffy so far. Um, we we kind of after the intro, we start seeing like glimpses of like city life, peaceful city life, with teens and walking. It's what's his, what's the main character's name? Is Show correct? Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Show is Show is reading this newspaper. Sees the truck accident, and you know he doesn't really think anything of it. Him and his friend Mizuki are going to school, or they're they're doing their whole like, this is my childhood friend Mizuki, who's going to be my right. future love interest. <laughs> um, you know they seem fine, like a good you know couple of regular good kids. Across the the sort of river that they're at, we come upon these sort of high tech soldiers. Kind of, they've got weird helmets, spacesuits on, and yeah. they've got the the trucker guy kind of pinned o- o- across the. Uh, they got him surrounded. They're just like, hey, well, we're gonna take him out. But the the guy's like, okay, well, I'm gonna. You turned me into this monster, and he proceeds to transform into Summon Skull from Yu Gi Oh. And uh, the the head main bad guy is like, well, hold on, let me let me take this guy myself. Uh, he then turns into a giant, an even bigger monster, which looks sort of like a, kind of like a lizard type, would you say? Like kind of yeah, like a di- some kind of dino man. Like yeah, it's it's a like 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 lizard man from Soul Calibur, like or like oh, a lizard yeah. from from Spider Man or something. But a little, he's got more like freaky bits and. There's a lot of freaky bits in this movie. Yeah, freak. This is freaky bits. The movie for sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess I don't know. They they kind of start to grapple a little bit, and um, eventually there's just a giant explosion, which happens, you know, across the pond from Sho and Mizuki. And as this happens, one of the these spare parts kind of flies across the way and right into the lap of of Sho. And you know they're kind of playing with it, freaking like you know, kind of inspecting it and. They decide, like, you know, let's just throw this away. Like, you know, we probably shouldn't have this technology. And as he throws it away, he kind of presses a button on it, which sort of activates the Giver unit. And does it, so, okay, so I don't think I remember this from my, the YouTube video I watched. Does it show the Giver attaching to show? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's like, it's a little, it's a little, it's, it's quicker than the 
other occurrence of this. Oh, we'll talk about movie. that. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it does actually show like stuff real quick. Like okay, because I felt like I, I just felt like I missed that part. But yeah, there's there's a you know the Giver pieces start to connect to show. It's yeah. I, I think you made a note about the music that was in it. It was kind yeah. of all over the place, right? Yeah. It was, it, it was like uh, I mean, I mean, I put I put our notes like it was kind of like Super Sentai sounding, but it it, it sounds a lot jollier and 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 bombastic than <laughs> than a boy the tone of this so just, far. Yeah, getting this horrible <laughs> thing happening to him. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was the tone of this movie, and and I'll talk about this as we kind of discuss other parts of it like the sound direction of this movie is off the rails there there are a lot of points in this where i wonder if it it was strictly made for people who had already read the manga to be like "Ooh, cool i'm watching it in color and in motion because they're they're, they ask a lot of you to assume or connect blanks yourself so yeah but like i mean in this case it's just kind of like yeah like tonally you're like this is this is a little horrifying, and they do play up the horror aspect mm-hmm. of of this transformation, right? And you have this like you know, go fight hero music <laughs> going, yeah. Like yeah, that 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 hey hey, let's go kick ass. <laughs> yeah, so so eventually, show as this transformation sequence happens, he falls into the water, and then the 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 police sci fi police guys start to interrogate Mizuki and as she's sort of being uh, illegally detained by these men, Giver comes out of the water and they start to, cause like, doesn't the, the, the guy, the main guy is still transformed as that, that lizard guy as he's like kind of talking to Mizuki. Right. And then right. she faints. Right. Um, cause it, cause she's freaked out by this intelligent Lizard man. I mean, just yeah, any lizard man should freak yeah. you out, but yeah, yeah. And so, after she's sort of about to get killed by this thing, uh, Giver comes out of the water, and they start to fight. And Giver does that—that that sort of like ray from Fist of the North Star thing, where he rips off the dude's arms, and he's like, "Here you go. Here are your arms." Um, <laughs> oh, can't hold them. Oh, oh, yeah, weird. you've been disarmed. Got to hand it to you. Yeah. Show. Oh God. Uh, show then murders the rest of these men who, you know, are probably aren't good dudes. Um, and then he, I, this was very weird to me. So he, he murders six men, transforms out of the Giver armor. And then he's like, Oh, Mizuki's passed out. Let's go. Let's go get her to school. Like nothing happened. He doesn't remember that he's surrounded by just decapitated bodies he just they just go to school like not a nothing happens after that it was very weird like did you did you catch that like it was just sort of like like there there was there was a moment where he was like kind of like freaking out but then it it cuts back like it's a weird it's a kind of weird transition like but doesn't it cut to the school though where he's just like, kind of just yeah. like daydreaming but it's like yeah like it, it cuts ahead it cut, like before before the school part like it was kind of just a quick like oh god and then no armor and then he's just kind of like, maybe I've just been like, you know, like daydreaming too much or like thinking too much like about anime or something. I, I would imagine that if, you know, even if he had snapped out of it, he would see the what he's piles done. of gore <laughs> around him. So, right. I don't know. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't nearly enough. Again, again, it's, it's my theory that this is like 
for people who've already seen mm-hmm. or read the full story and then they just want to see the cool the cool scenes like back to back yeah i think you're right so yeah so they cut to school um mizuki hasn't shown up yet but shows kind of worrying about her and he's thinking about you know that he had to carry her home and as he's sort of daydreaming two of his classmates are kind of like hey buddy like what's going on like let's talk about it until one of them just gets sniped from (laughs) you know 360 (laughs) no scoped (laughs) right in the head and horrifying yeah it it was like i was like holy shit like it was crazy oh um coming coming off like i mean we, you know we, we recently watched um uh what do you uh tenshi like mm-hmm. also you know like that uh, same scene kind of was in tenshi it 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 felt very uh, yeah it felt very alike of this this whole like otherworldly experiences but mm-hmm. like going to school and like coping with that stuff and yeah that was different the cope was real <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so Sho tries to run out and tell, like, you know, this local police officer, like, hey, there's somebody who's gotten murdered at my school. And the corporation had already taken care of him as well. So that, that police officer was also dead. We then get a cut to a, a red-haired woman working out in some gym. And it's very gratuitous because she's working out in her underwear. Um, you know, you, you told me that, that the, the creator was a former hentai artist, and I definitely got those vibes, like... <laughs> just the design <laughs> the design yeah it's like obviously like 80s anime isn't always the best but this definitely had like a lower quality of like hey i like to drop animes fucking you know it's sort of it was, it was like, <laughs> there's something different about the, the the character designs for these but um it there's turns a... out Huh? There's a cheesecake look to certain especially in this era like certain mm-hmm. characters have a cheesecakey look to mm-hmm. them and and yeah like this um which i think her name is like val valcunia i think i might it might be a little further you know, we find it, yeah yeah we like we like find it a little further further along but um yeah she definitely has a very fan art <laughs> rule yeah, 34 very much like vibe do you remember a website called uh cg shrines back in the 90s Mm-mm. no okay uh CG Shrines was like sort of a, I guess you could say it's like a precursor to deviant art, okay. but only for specific female characters of like, it was a huge database of like, uh, oh. there were, there were just regular fan art, fan art shrines. And then there were the hentai shrines where it was, I don't know how they did it, but they got past that AOL parental content filter. So I was all about that. Okay. Um, and I would imagine that this was a character that had a, a large, uh, a large section of the the CG shrines. <laughs> Keyword horny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a that's a reference for the thirty to forty somethings. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the, the geriatric millennials. Oh, the geriatric millennials. <laughs> um, yeah. So it turns out, though, even though she's working out, she's a uh, she's like a boss of this this evil corporation that's trying to hunt down these Giver pieces. And as she's talking to her, one of her reports, they talk about they were only able to recover two of the Giver units, and the third one is missing, uh, which is in possession of Sho. And, you know, she's sort of like, well, you know, get, he's very dangerous. You need to get these back, like, right away. At this point, we kind of cut back to Sho, who is at the police department, kind of reporting on these, these murders. And another man who's probably, like, 12 feet tall... Uh, all these like bad men, quote unquote, 
are like gigantic. Uh, this guy is a real piece of shit. Uh, he's kind of just belittling show and telling him like, hey, I know you got the guy for you, bro. Just like let us know where it is. Like we're, you know, we're we're here to help you because you're you're insignificant. And I've I really hated this scene because it's one of my the biggest pet peeves in anime writing or adaptation is sort of that thing where a character will say something and the timid protagonist will just repeat one word from what he was saying with the person talking to him. Oh saying, yes, yes. Where it's like. Yeah, don't you know that you're insignificant? And then Sho would just say, like, insignificant? And he would just kind of... And th- it is, it, it's so annoying because it's so redundant and they're just kind of padding time. And that's what most of the scene was before, inevitably, the, the man changes into a zoonoid. And we, we've seen it a million times and it's it's that, like, you know, yeah, like I said, like, like that that, prota- that weak protagonist or like that... that that chicken shit protagonist that you're just like, come on, dude. Like, just yeah. go, go through that part of your arc already, damn it. it. It sucks. And so, like, yeah, that whole scene was just, like, it may have lasted, like, a minute. But it was just, like, I was just, like, oh, my God. Just grinding my teeth the whole time. Um, yeah, so it turns out this bad cop, um, and there are no good cops. They're all bad cops. Uh, they're all bad apples. ACAP, uh, all cops are <laughs> bio monsters. Yeah, ooh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this guy turns into a zoonoid, and um, he kind of has show dead to rights because he's got these two, like, rocket bazooka <laughs> things, but he still the happens mo- to miss show. Admittedly, like, the monster designs are awesome. I don't, I don't know if we've, we've described them a little bit, but, like, the monsters are pretty awesome. Like, they're very, like, um, this could have been a trading card series or, like, a catch em all or something. There's very, very varied but they're they're like kind of like a unified look yeah, and feel it, it's, to them. It's definitely like mon like traditional gross monsters, sort of like uh, Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy NPC monsters, but like not the cool ones. They're just like kind of like it's just like stereotypical gross dragon mm-hmm. or like you know skull monster. I mean, I you know I I was not a fan of it because every every monster in this is constantly drooling and oozing things <laughs> and i'm just like i'm okay i don't we're, you know we're good here we're good. i get it it's bio armor you know <laughs> um so yeah show also you know under under duress he summons the the guyver armor to him and he does so do you know if the the chest thing has a has a name because so what show does is I, it looks like it's guyver's like signature move where he essentially reaches into his chest and takes the plates covering his pecs open, like kind of like like Heavy Arms does in Gundam, Gundam Wing, and he just shoots j- two giant lasers out of his chest. Yeah, it it's it's kind of like a... It's a cool, like, body horror slash, like, robot. Like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a cool, like, in-between genres, like, attack. Like I said, it is, it is very, like, Heavy Arms-esque, very, like... It's like mecha esque. Yeah, it's like if Cronenberg designed a Gundam, and he's kind of he's he, he he rips open these chest plates, and there's more goo, and it just it looks it looks gross. Everything looks gross in this anime. So I've got I've got here. It's the Mega Smasher, but the the kanji and it's Mega Smasher in katakana, but um, okay. as well. But the kanji uh, for it 
literally translates to thoracic particle beam cannon. So that sounds cooler than Mega Smasher. I I, I agree. I agree. It's it's but more it literal, but it's tongue, it's cool. Yeah, it, it, you know, it was it it's it's definitely like an eye catching kind of attack. You know, because obviously, like if you're in a in a normal anime, you're going to shoot beams from your hands or your mouth. But yeah, ripping open your chest and shooting tit lasers, it's pretty cool. Fucking rocks. Yeah. And they were very goopy. They were very goopy. There's so much goop. There's like, it's like if Cronenberg designed these Gundams and then they just like covered everything in Nickelodeon gack. Forgot to dry them off when he was done or something. Yeah, it's, it's real gross. All right, and so from there, we're, uh, we're brought over to the Kronos Corporation HQ, which I don't know about you, but it sounds more like a company that makes like watches or something. Well, than, Kron- uh... The Kronos Corporation does uh, time card management in, in real life. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we know how they got their start. Yeah, um, maybe. And so um, over, over here, we, we're, we meet with uh, Valkunia again, the, uh, the, the redhead, and she's... Um, They've recovered another Giver unit, which she takes it on herself to to bond to, and 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 you know thinks she's going to become more more powerful than the other Giver because she's you know I mean she's been working out. And this she guy's works just out. A, she lifts. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's just some chump high schooler. Probably doesn't even go to all his gym classes. And so we've alluded to this, but the the bonding with the bio armor in her case, um, it's a very intimate bond. She, let's just say it draws from the original artist's skill set a lot more closely. That's a good point. Yes, it does. Yeah. He's, he's definitely reused those skills. It becomes like more tentacly and like it, it just, we just, it just focuses on parts and angles. That Dude, they straight were, up show like, like, yeah, stuff going into stuff. Like, There's a very low angle and it, it just, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it was not, yeah. Just uncomfortable, uncomfortable, I would say. Yeah. I was uncomfortable. And I love yeah. anti. <laughs> and I'm pervy as shit. Yeah. And I felt like filthy. <laughs> um, so she becomes a Giver, though. You know, she actually does become a, a, another Giver. And, uh, but the stress of this sequence um, makes her pass out. Um, uh, according to the traditional Japanese standards that women can't handle anything compared to a guy because show was fine but she passed out she passes out despite you know she can handle these intense workouts and uh and whatnot but, and she's yeah. also like you know a high-ranking member of this evil corporation <laughs> so we cut to like a doctor's appointment well a doctor's checkup it's not like it's not it's not nurse's office yeah it's not like she's like oh shit i'm due for my physical uh but uh, she's at the yeah she's at the nurse's office and um, she's getting checked out and the the doctor points out like she has these two like strange tumors on her back and she's even like hey have you always had these like what's the deal and we see them and they're kind of like where the Giver unit mm-hmm. like stores itself when uh, when it's not active um and so over um over back in town though like we we see show again and he's up on this like hillside kind of overlooking the the city and um he's just weeping over these <laughs> all the death and destruction he's seen slash done in mm-hmm. like 12 to 18 <laughs> hours <laughs> the last couple the last day's been tough on show it's been it's been bad um yeah and and so and, he, and he's realizing like the danger he puts people in and it's just that general superhero like i can never 
I can never reveal my identity. I can never, my loved ones will always be in harm's way. Like, mm-hmm. like some real, like Aunt May shit, um, happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so back over at, at Kronos HQ, um, the, the corporate people over there, all the, all the suits are discover are talking about like this, um, you know, like doing a cover up for like, Oh, like the police station, you know, the guy shit that happened at the police station and the, the, sniped student at the and 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 uh you know security guard at the school and like all the all the insanity they've caused today <laughs> yeah and in that in the meantime um Falconia has been working out even more she you know fitness hound um over here look she's putting the time and dedication into <laughs> you know she's investing in herself really Look, she paid she paid nine ninety nine for this Apple Fitness, damn it, and she's gonna <laughs> yeah. use it. And um, and so uh, she's working out, and she's she's doing the like you know show of strength and declare what I'm gonna do thing, mm-hmm. and she decides that she's gonna capture the the Giver, the first Giver unit, um, since now she has that power too, but she's stronger. And um, you know, going back to, to show, we see him and, you know, he's gone off this hillside, but now he's kind of doing that, like, sad, incredible Hulk walk through he's the... He's got the uh, sad rain hair. He's, like, his, yeah. it's raining. He's got his hair in his face. Yeah, we, we needed a little, like, dun, 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 dun. Like, <laughs> he's doing the, the, the hitchhiking. <laughs> the hitchhiker. Yeah. Um, just drifting from town to town, writing wrongs. I mean, I, I would watch that series in a, in a heartbeat. Just uh, if, to, if, it, if it was, like, a an episodic show about guyver helping people it would just be called macgyver <laughs> i'm sorry damn it oh we all right we need to we need to we need to pitch this uh <laughs> to somebody um yeah he would he would rapidly learn you can't like decapitate all your problems though I, can I you think. though I've, I've been watching a lot of invincible and you can decapitate a lot of your problems <laughs> You can decapitate your way out of depression. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, he's it, we we see him through like a variety of like different climates. <laughs> he's been going oh, for yeah, a while. He's been going through like a, there's he, like a desert. He, he walks just, through a biome of just different different yeah. biomes. He goes through like a de- like does Japan have desert and or unless it's like a quarry, which which you know is a big former. Power Rangers fan as a child, I guess quarries are. Oh, they love fighting the, in quarries. Yeah, the, yeah, that's like the biggest. Ninety percent of Japan is quarries. I, <laughs> I would assume. Um, and um, yes, yeah, so he's just walking through like all these like so like how much time is passing? Or did he, did he walk through like a movie set or something? Because it's just so <laughs> yeah. Like, Universal Studios Japan. He's just walking through. <laughs> goes through like five climates and mm-hmm. uh, and he eats some corn. Uh, he just he just pulls up to a barn and. Uh, He's hanging out. He's just hiding in this barn, and um, you know, like he, 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 yeah, he kind of like holds up in this barn and uh, and and just kind of thinks back to all the uh, all, like growing up with like Mizuki and mm-hmm. just like what he's uh, what he's been through and um, and all the all the suffering that she must be going through because she's being she's being you know she's captive and she's being tortured. Yeah. Um, and he suddenly gets intercepted by a very, of you know, just the most rote, like, I'm a corporate asshole looking dude uh, in a suit. It's, yeah, it's literally like that scene from Evangelion where Shinji is also walking away and escaping his problems and he's in a barn and then, like, another nerd <laughs> suit shows up. Like, it's like, 
there's a lot of weird like parallels that I've seen in this in this OVA that I can get to other pieces of media. Like I there's a lot of Spider-Man in this movie. Yeah. And this isn't Guyver, I, I don't think it's old enough to be the originator of any of these things necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it melds them. It doesn't meld them poorly, but it doesn't meld them like in an original way yeah. by any means either. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. unoriginal, but it doesn't feel original. Like these parts don't feel original. Right. And so, you know, this guy comes and he starts to um, power up and uh, he, you know, he's like threatening him. He's like, you know, like, you know, like step off me, bro. Like, <laughs> And, uh, and, and, and he's like, oh, you know, I'll never, I'll never forgive, you know, the, the Kronos for like what they've done and for what they're doing to, to Mizuki. And the whole barn just kind of like explodes with all his, with all his like Giver energy. And, um, and from there, you know, like he's, you know, he picked up enough info, like from, from the agent guy, um, busting in and, and kind of threatening him to um pick up he's like all right i gotta go you know to chronos i gotta go to the shipyard where uh, where she's being held um and so from there uh we you know we, we we go to this like dock the shipyard looking place and um guyver you know like like he starts off pretty strong like he, he just straight up decapitates this uh this dude with a kick this like monster with a kick um, yeah, and, and and this shipyard just has monsters free roaming. Like they're just like they're yeah. just like moving boxes. And like it's just part. They're part of the workforce. This is a this is like an MMO zone. Like these are they're just <laughs> mobs. Like, um, and he was he's obviously a little over level. He's just decapitated this uh, <laughs> this first this first dude this first monster and um uh. And he's just like beating the crap out of like this part's pretty cool because it, it, I mean he's just so OP, but it's like. Cool looking. You can tell they saved the budget for like some of these. Yeah, parts. this is definitely where they spent all the money. Cause he just beats the crap out of like I don't know, like a half dozen monsters. There's like a weird bat ape looking one that I that I that kind of like stood out to me. Um, uh-huh. And there's more of that like Sentai sounding music. Yeah. Like, you know, go fight hero. You know, city of justice. It, like. Yeah, it was like the the Giver theme. Is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was very. It, it it was funnier by by this point because. Because it, it has been so violent already. Mm-hmm. Um, so Valkunia uh, is watching on like a, a security monitor, and uh, she's like kind of impressed by what show has uh, has been doing. Like he's like, oh, he's 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 learned to control the unit well, but she considers herself more of a like perfect match for the for the Giver unit because she's more because she lifts. Her. We yeah, get she it. lifts. She's lifts. You know, she's got that she's got that muscle control. Yeah. And so she walks up to uh, to show outside and meets him, and you know she's also guyvered up, and um, she says that show basically like you can't you can't beat me like I know this like I know this thing like too well like just give up man like just just give it to us, mm-hmm. and uh, and basically like ask show to um, you know like come with and he he lashes out he like just has this like rage out moment because of all the all the death and destruction that they're responsible for and uh you know he has this little like declaration of like i have nothing left but to fight which is very pro tag uh, yeah <laughs> a very pro tag thing to say very like if if he hasn't he doesn't have anyone to like directly avenge just like everyone rather and so yeah, yeah like that's the only that's the basically what you say and um 
Uh, yeah, and so they fight, like they fight, they like start th- literally like throwing each other in through and into and through <laughs> just random shit. rooms where people are just working and like <laughs> typing up reports. Like a yeah. nine foot Giver just flies through the wall. Yeah, someone's in like a marketing meeting and like <laughs> just crashing through. Uh, they're tearing apart all these ships and like uh, causing a lot of collateral damage and and like all the Kronos people are trying to escape and stuff and uh, like Valkunia even gets like thrown into like this giant like screen like you know like a quarter four presentation like <laughs> profits you know like um but uh but you know as they're as they're going back and forth like Vakunia gains the upper hand a little bit and um sends them through like several levels like how many f- how big are these ships like how many stories are they like i mean like, i have no idea but you know it's like a skyscraper if you, boat i mean if you've got if you've got like <laughs> death squad money you're you're probably yeah. pretty well funded so all these all these floors that they're getting like they, they, there's multiple floors on these boats but they're they're all they're all exactly like six feet tall so that yeah true that must be it um but um but yeah so like um you know she she gets the upper hand like sends them through all this all these levels of metal and like into like all this equipment and stuff starts mocking him and 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 like flaunting her strength and she demands that he just like basically like you know stop this now like you're mm-hmm. you're uh, you're a specimen like you're you're this thing is too important for you to be like fighting back, um, but we see the, that like the, the virgin the virgin show versus the Chad Valkyria. <laughs> oh, I expect that on our Twitter account in yeah. uh, a couple hours. Um, but yeah, we see her. Uh, we see like this. They call it the control metal. It's like the the gem looking, the metal gem looking thing in their forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, we see that hers is damaged, and she starts. She falls to her knees, like in in pain. And so show takes advantage of this. And this was actually a cool shot for you know for animation and everything. But like the we have like the perspective shifts in like the background while it like zooms in it was very like kubrick-esque and it, uh-huh. it's weird to invoke that in this but like it's a really cool shot you can tell that this the director of this was very influenced by kubrick so you know <laughs> of course they they it's not that they didn't want it to be good let's just we'll put it on that like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't for lack of trying um but yeah it was this really cool shot and he just kind of kicks her in the face and like knocks the <laughs> yeah he just kicks her off. in the head yeah it was great really fast kick like it was really it was really, the impacts on this are like really cool like it's really well done everything everything looks like it hurts yeah that's true and so with that removed, she starts like melting and deforming and mutating and she turns into like this hideous slime monster. She and... she turns into Bio Broly from that Dragon Ball Z yes. movie. Where it's... Yeah. Yes. Yes. She yes. Yeah, she turns into she turns into Bio Broly, which show promptly destroys with And that was cool well, because that that shot where he he does the chest lasers, you see like a side profile of her as she's getting, you know, the, the lasers are destroying her and it sort of washes away all that bio Broly shit that's all over her right. to where it's just like her at the last second. And then finally, you know, she just disintegrates. And, and it had like that moment of like, it was kind of like resisting, like it was like outgrowing what it was, what mm-hmm. was being destroyed for like a half, like this, at least to me, like for a heck a half second. And then it like, and then it overtakes that. Yeah. Like that. that was this, 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 these last couple of scenes, were, yeah. were, were well animated um and so uh as the as the ship you know we're, we're hitting you know you beat the final boss but you got to escape the level um yeah. status <laughs> yeah, here yeah, true 
and uh, the ship like the starts. Snakes just chasing you down on a jeep. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the ship's like expl- you know got all the explosions happening and like all the all the all the minions are uh, panicking and uh, all the little yellow minions are running around. All the like, <laughs> yeah yeah, and so uh, one of the Chronos like. The, the top guys is uh, has Mizuki at um, at gunpoint, and um, as uh, a show approaches, and uh, you know, just kind of like, hey, you know, what 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 are you gonna do? Like, you get me, you get her too. And he suddenly the the the, the Kronos official dude like gets stabbed from behind all mm-hmm. of a sudden, and he just kind of like falls over, and it reveals Giver number three. Who looks okay? The the design looks of Giver right. three is okay, and Giver three he's good. He's a good guy at least. Like, you know, he's helping out, and uh, and he just he just like kills this guy, and then he's like, I mean, it's it's not much it's not much better than this, but he's like, hey, by the way, if you concentrate really hard, you can fly. Yeah, if you focus really hard on your on your belt buckle. That you means fly. you can fly. And it's like, oh, cool. Thanks for letting Th- me and the audience know that we Thanks. have a way to escape. Thanks, friend. Yeah. Thanks, new friend. And so, um, you know, he, he escapes with uh, with Mizuki and uh, and the shipyard, the whole like shipyard uh, explodes and they're, they're watching from a distance. Um, and um, as she starts waking up, she sees Sho doing his like sad man Bruce Banner walk away from, from everywhere or from, you know, where they're at. This this shot is literally the shot for shot ending of Spider Man One, the Tobey Maguire, <laughs> where he's like he's walking away from Kirsten Dunst. He's just like I'm Spider Man. <laughs> it's it's shot it for is. shot the same thing. It is, which yeah yeah, and uh, and yeah she calls out his uh, she calls out his name and asks for him not to leave, but he you know he he has he has to do his thing. He has to do his uh, his guyvering. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, 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 go back kind of like, it kind of mirrors the first sequence, um, after the intro and it's just another busy day in the city. And we hear kind of the like official version of the story mm-hmm. of, uh, of the shipyard explosion and Mizuki, she's just back to her, her student life and, um, show is nobody, you know, officially nobody knows where he is, but he's just doing his sad man roaming He's traveling the highways and byways of America, stopping <laughs> rights, stopping uh, stopping wrongs, and helping the the everyman. Just decapitating everyone's problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, then we're just yeah we're just treated to this like I don't know very typical of of the eighties like just kind of like this ballad ending theme. Uh, uh, Kanashimi ga yurusenai by Azumi Inoue. Um, it. Uh, it was it just it existed it exists yeah, as an I, ending theme i couldn't theme. tell you anything about it after i listened to it yeah i didn't really have any 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 hook and it just yeah it didn't it didn't, it didn't get me and I, and I like some of these cheesy somber ending songs sometimes but it mm-hmm. didn't really it didn't really get me um do you know what the translation is for for that that title i let's see pull that pull that up jamie sorry that's my that's my one joe rogan reference i'll ever make on this podcast <laughs> Trying to get those. I, I know uh, that I know that Kanashimi Ga is in um, the Real Folk Blues, so I don't know. I'm sure that's probably just like a, a stereotypical lyric in Japanese. I'm gonna have to run the. I'm gonna throw it into the old Google Translate. Yeah, because it's not. 
I just thought, well, Kanashimi means sorrow. So Ga is probably like, you know, my, like my sorrow or something like that. It's, it's funny because like a lot of places have the, the, um, you know, written out and the, oh, I can't forgive my sadness. Is that what, that's what that means? Yeah. Kanashimi Ga. Okay. So, interesting. So Kanashimi Ga Yurusenai stands for, I can't forgive my sadness. So, okay. That's appropriate. Like for, for this guy who's been justifiably emo and who uses his sadness as a as a living bio weapon to, to a, detect to decapitate innocent or sometimes not so innocent men. Oh man, the ultimate ultimate power. The the, mm-hmm. the this guy could have been like a millennial superhero. She uses sadness, oh, killing entire you know, <laughs> industries at a time. Yeah, if, you know, with his powers of avocado toast and <laughs> not know, having a mortgage, not having a mortgage to pay for. Yeah. So Jorge, I, I couldn't find a copy of Guyver the 1991 film, but I know that you did. So can you yes. can you just give me like a brief synopsis on what the fuck happens or anything kind of that stands out about that? So unfortunately, the copy I found did not have the ending, but I can I can get you much of the way there. And I'm I'm gonna say this this movie was surprisingly faithful. Okay. As an adaptation to the plot of uh, of of this of this. Oh, it, and oh, so it's an actual adaptation of this story. Of of pretty much because this is this 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 anime we just watched is an adaptation of the first part of the manga, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming the the movie probably drew from the same part, give or take. Yeah. And so, um, I I, I thought you know it, it follows really similar plot beats. The um the difference being, for instance, the the main you know sh- the show equivalent is uh his name sean okay and yeah. uh he um he's a college student instead of a high school student mm-hmm. and um mizuki is still like his like longtime friend mm-hmm. mizuki's dad works with chronos or like with the guyver and and like there's there's some like connection there that might have been in the original uh material okay. but like that's kind of like their connection to to all of this and how they how they um how they're wrapped up by that. Oh, and, and like, as a, I don't know if this was like the closest thing they could do in the eighties as like a nod to their origin, but like he takes karate classes. Oh God. And it's that very like cheesy, like American karate class, like yeah. thing where they just say honor a million times. And like, oh, yeah, God. it's, that's a whole thing. But I was like, well, they're maybe they were trying. Like it's, uh-huh. it's not, it's not the worst, like it's not the worst way you could be stereotypical i guess it's i mean it's, it's, it's up there it's getting there it's getting it's kind of close that's approaching uh, so w- one thing that stood out for me that I, I i you oh man this was bad i was speaking of stereotypes uh-huh. so um when he when he gets like well first thing he gets attacked by like a street gang and he has the guyver thing in his backpack from, mm-hmm. a, from an earlier encounter he doesn't know what it is um, he gets attacked by a street gang and then he gets knocked down. The Guyver unit comes out and it like bonds with him and then he beats the shit out of the street gang. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how, how they play out the origin. But it was a very, it was very like every eighties movie has to have about like, you know, one guy who's had too much of a bad day. It has the like, like street gang. Down. Yeah. yeah. It's a like street gang encounter, you know, and um, they're uh, so <laughs> one of the, it's a little bit less of like paramilitary, like looking dudes being turned into monsters. And it's, it's more just like random hired thugs and like goons, corp- yeah. corporate goons and, and whatnot. But, um, 
one of the monsters, um, oh, and it's so bad because you know they were, you know, this was intentional. Like, you know, they cast a black actor for this role, and he kind of like raps and rhymes as he's oh, no. fighting, like Killer B from Naruto. It's it's a it's like it's not mean spirited, and that's like the most I can give it. But it's like pretty bad. Hey, it's it was the nineties. It was a different time. It was a different time. You know, you get you could you could you know they maybe they meant well. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm not. He was he was a scary he was a scary rapping lizard man and um. Oh, he was rapping as his monster form. Yes. Oh yes. God. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it was a little rough to to get through, and uh-huh. um, and and then you know, last thing too, like the Mark Hamill thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tell me about Hamill. What what was he like in that? He just kind of showed up to ask questions and be like exposition. Okay. And um, and you know, and, and he's just kind of like, oh, he's like obviously like struggling. He's like, oh, I've got to like connect these leads because I'm. I'm a grizzled detective here. It's like the Charlie like, thing where he's got all the all the little <laughs> notes. He's trying to Pepe Sylvia. Got Pe- Pepe Sylvia. I'm up to my nose in Pepe Sylvia. I did not realize that was supposed to be Pennsylvania on like all the mailing addresses. Oh my like, god! I, did, I didn't even put that together. Uh, oh, brilliant! Pepe Sylvia, Pennsylvania. But yeah, so Mark Mark <laughs> yeah. Hamill is like it bar- he barely qualifies as being in the film. He is, you know, but just uh, he comes like a hair under. A cameo to me. Really? Um, is it that bad? Like that? Because he just kind of comes in and out of scenes as like, okay. you know, he's helping out. He has a connection to like some of the, you know, to, to Mizuki's like story and like investigating, uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, what happened to, to her dad and like the Giver units and stuff. Um, and, and for, you know, toward the end of it, you know, he, he basically is like a non-factor. He's like, he's like out of the picture. Um, he's in a, he's in like in a experimental tube thing, you know, getting, um, you're thinking of Star Wars after he. <laughs> at, at, you, know, you might be confused. Yeah, that's. You might be confusing this. The back to tank. Oh, I, I thought I thought there was something different on that VHS tape. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Overall, it's really campy. It's really. It's really. It, I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't say it's like, MST three Kable necessarily. Uh huh. But it's cheesy. It's not the worst thing if you just want something cheesy and campy to watch. But I, I it, it's a curiosity. You wasted your time to watch it. I feel like I didn't waste my time, but it, uh-huh. I was definitely curious about seeing it as a as an adult and not just like it being on while I was like doing something else and like yeah playing with action figures or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so overall, how did you feel about this this film that we watched today? Or well, I watched it last week. How did you feel about the Giver out of control? I, you know, I'm like right down the middle on it. I, uh-huh. I've, I want to say like it's not the, not groundbreaking. Like, like there's a lot of cliches, a lot of like tropes yes. it, it leans back on. Mm-hmm. Animation can be rough at times. It's obviously like there's a lot cut out of it, like information wise, like story wise. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly do think this is like a oh neat. It's like your favorite manga in animation form but it's not for everyone else um yeah and i could see why maybe that's why they they made the other series you know shortly Mm -hmm. after and it and it you know does overlap somewhat story-wise so i i enjoyed it i didn't i feel i didn't waste my time but i i wouldn't rewatch it i would i would i would watch this done better which says something yeah like i'm not turned off on the idea Mm-hmm. I'm not turned off on the story. Um, 
yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah. fine, but you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not disappointed, but I'm not like fired up either. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I, th- okay. So kind of like I said at the beginning of the show, like I, I, you know, we've all, we've both been familiar with Guyver and what it is, but still like not being too into it and sort of watching it in a sense for the first time. I thought it was interesting that you, you kind of have this character that isn't really a mech hero, but he isn't really like a horror kind of body horror kind of hero. Well, it's, they try to mix the genres a little bit. So, you know, I think that's sort of an interesting thing from like a character design standpoint, but also when all of your villain monsters, aside from the other Giver, are just sort of stereotypical monsters, it just, it's not really pleasing to look at. And like you said, it's it's very much reliant on on cliches. So, you know, I, I I'm glad we watched it. I'm I you know I hope everybody that listens to the show has watched it as well or is at least familiar with it. Unfortunately, like I'm not going to be really kind of singing its praises very much. Right, right. Um, I mean, I feel so, I, I I agree too with like the the you know as much as I like those like monster designs, it wasn't it wasn't so much the individual monsters as much as like mm-hmm. the overall aesthetic of them yeah because it's a the, the the design work here is solid but yeah again it's like they're they're a little they're a little like you know hairy version of this thing scaly version of this thing right giver yeah. version of you know what I, like it's it's very um rote and yeah uh, yeah i yeah yeah i but you know I would watch the well done version of this, I okay, guess. Yeah. Which, which is, you know, I'm not, I'm not turned off entirely. Okay, so I mean, I think I kind of know where you stand on that. Uh, when I ask you, like, would you recommend this to somebody else? I, I wouldn't specifically recommend this one. Yeah. But I would be like, you should, you should try, you know, look into the other two, and you know, do, yeah. do, do the research, man. Do the research. Yeah, D-Y-O-R. Yeah, no, I think I, I think I'm right there with you. I, it's very much like if there's something better out there of the same story, then yeah, watch it. I I think a good way to kind of sell it is like we talked about earlier. It's sort of like uh, Super Sentai or Tokusatsu for adults. Yeah, like if yeah, so if you're into that kind of stuff, like maybe watch the Guyver movie, or if you want to get like some very, if you want to have to experience something that is very much like '80s aesthetic, anime aesthetic. Yeah, watch Guyver. You know, I mean, you can watch other things, but if you've already seen a bunch of other stuff, then yeah, I guess I would say I would recommend Guyver, but I would never go out of my way to say, hey, you need to watch the, the 1986 it. version. So, um, you know, a- as you know, Jorge, we here at Aging Otakus do a body pillow rating system for every OVA or episode we watch. So what would you give a... One to five body pillow rating of Valkyria Giver uh, from this this episode. Oh yeah, well, well that changes. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, again, like right, right down the middle. I gotta, I gotta give it the two and a half. Um, okay. I, I think, and 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 you know, like I've I've alluded to this before. Like I rate, I rate kind of based on like what the what they were trying to accomplish with what they put out, or at least what mm-hmm. I interpreted as what they were trying to accomplish. And I don't think they, I don't think they quite got there, but I don't think they screwed it up beyond all belief. Either. Yeah. They, they didn't half ass it. 
They, right. I mean, they they did what they could. Um, I think I'm giving it just a two. Um, you know, because I, I, you know, saying that it was your average anime, I don't think that that applies to this because I, I didn't, you know, I did mention that there's a lot of off model uh, segments. The the audio is very bad at points. The you know, it's. I think that you, if you were looking for a middle of the road anime, this does not necessarily meet that. But it's not, you know, it's not garbage. It's just, you know, it's a little subpar at for big portions of the of this they, story. They were trying. They were trying, but they were not always succeeding. So, yeah, I'm gonna give it a two, two body pillows. So, Jorge, uh, that pretty much sums it up for the episode. Uh, before we, we close out, uh, where can uh, where can the listeners find you? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter, at List of Heckles. Um, I'm usually just, you know, tweeting weird gamer anime wrestling leftist BS um, and, and, you know, whatever, whatever tragedies are in the news. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah uh, the, Doom the, Scrolling is back, guys. 2021, the, Doom Scrolling is back. The feel-good account of the year. Oh, and like whatever dumb puns enter my mind on like the toilet or or whatever <laughs> okay. as well. So I'll, I'll try to I'll try to put a little more of that in my feed. I you know I don't want to disappoint you know, my fans here. Thank you. I, <laughs> I do appreciate your your punny uh, your punny tweets as well. Um, if you want to find me, I am. I don't think I'm findable because I think I'm still private from my job. So if you did. <laughs> Uh, I would be at chambray, like the textile, underscore poppy. Um, if you want to find the show, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Aging Otakus. Uh, we've also recently started to do uploading uh, our backlog of episodes onto YouTube. So if you want to find us, just search uh, Aging Otakus Podcast. And, uh, you know, since it's, we're still kind of like trying to get followers on there, we're not as easy to find for the algorithm. I think we need like a minimum of a minimum of 100 uh, followers to get like a custom URL. So we were just a bunch of jumbled up uh, characters at, at this moment. So, but I mean, if uh, you know, if you're ever on YouTube like I am, uh, you can find us there just by searching us in the uh, the search bar. Um, and other than that, I mean, uh, oh, you know what? Actually, we'll talk about this. So. You bastards chose Guyver, and so that's why we had to watch this anime when we put that on Twitter a couple weeks ago. So, because we watched this one, uh, our next episode will be covering uh, the Samurai X OVA. Yeah. Uh, which kicks fucking ass. Um, that's what I'm kind of pulling for. So, yeah, tune in then. Uh, if you want to, you know, follow us, check out our social media. And uh, until then, I guess we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.